Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at Dallas Christian College, and we want to thank you for joining us as we continue in our series that we have titled Our Calling, focusing on hearing from uh, department chairs, staff, and coaches here at the college as they share their passion as program leaders and highlight the distinctives of their individual programs. In this episode, we are pleased to welcome the Associate Academic Dean at Dallas Christian College, Mr. Bruce Long. Bruce, it's good to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. So Bruce uh, came to DCC back in the summer of 2003. We started about the same time uh, when I came back from overseas, and, and Bruce's main job was to help build the college's distance education program. In 2006, he assumed the role of Associate Dean of Distance Learning, and he has also served as an interim, in an interim role as the Vice President of Academics. So he's held several positions here during his tenure, facilitating our discussion with Mr. Long as the head of DCC's Practical Ministries Department, Dr. Eddie Sanders. Dr. Sanders, it's good to see you this morning. Yes, good to see you. So we're going to turn it over to you and let you uh, lead us into this episode of Our Calling. Hey, so I've really been looking forward to this, and this is kind of interesting because three years after you came, I took a church and went to serve in a small church in Alabama. I had recently finished seminary and was ready to roll, and the youth minister at the church was enrolled in a bachelor's degree. Now, we were in Alabama, and I said, oh, where where are you going? Well, I didn't know there was a Christian college around here. He said, I'm going online in air quotes. And I said, online? Now I'd heard of the internet for a few years by that point. (laughs) I even used it sometimes during the day. But he said, I'm going to Dallas Christian College in their online degree program. And I thought, I've heard of distance courses, but what and, and where's Texas anyway? And so sure enough, fast forward decade and a half, and I meet you, and you're the one who has been driving this really revolutionary way of education that if a school doesn't have it now, it's like, are you living in the dark ages? But you were really way out in front of this, so I want to tell that story first of all and say that's pretty cool, and we'll eventually get to this, but where are you leading us now? Well, my goal is to lead us into a more uh, personalized distance education program, which is why we have begun inserting more and more multimedia into the courses online. Um, And it's not just that there's video, there's video discussions, there's video from the instructor each week, there's video to um, help you learn and grow. Sometimes you create videos. All of that is to help well, in distance education parlance, to reduce the personal distance. The, the more personal distance there, are, there is, the more isolated a student feels. And if you can reduce that personal distance, then students feel like they are a part and they simply learn better. So that's what we've been working on. That's good. And I've definitely noticed that. And, and again, here it is, 2022, and you, well, it's 2023 now, but last year in 2022, you introduce us to a new video lecture discussion tool, and I thought, wow, I mean, he's really out in front of this. And this kind of leads me to a question, are are you called to this, or 
Is this a calling? It is absolutely a, a calling. Um, and, and actually, it's a second calling that came in, in a very powerful way from God. So I need to back up and talk about my first calling. I had given my life to Christ and was baptized when I was 10, grew up in the church. And my senior year, I was at a Christ and Youth Conference. And at one of the later sessions in the week, I had an experience with God that probably I haven't had in the same kind of way since. Um, the Holy Spirit just took me away. I was sitting at the back of the auditorium, and somehow I got to the front when they called us forward to commit our lives to full-time Christian service. Now, I grew up in a very conservative, independent Christian church, you know, where the Trinity was the silent partner, okay? (laughs) And so experiencing the Holy Spirit like that for the first time, it was just, it was overwhelming. And I knew at that point that I I was going to serve Jesus with all of my life. And I, I didn't know quite how that was going to work because I'd spent the last six years preparing to become an electrical engineer because the whole technology, science, math thing was, I was all about it. And so I thought, well, maybe I'm going to end up on the mission field using engineering as a way to get into the country. But God changed all that for me when I went to, uh, I went to K-State for engineering in Manhattan Christian College for, so that I could live there. And when I took a preaching class at Manhattan Christian College, it was all over. Electrical engineering was not for me. Um, I'd also say that when I took calculus, it was kind of all over too. But <laughs> So that I spent the next 18 years in, uh, in located church ministry. And at the end of a very difficult uh, ministry in South Dakota, in 2001, I realized that I needed a break from ministry for a little bit. And so I took a a true nine-to-five job, and I started a master's degree program in educational technology that had a focus on distance learning. And it was in the middle of my first semester. It was a midterm course. I was working on the midterm assignment, and I was supposed to create an outline of a distance education program for a college. And literally in the middle of that, God said as clearly as we're speaking here now, this is what you're going to do. Hmm. It was an amazing moment. And God was working upstream on this one, too, because uh, when I was almost done with the program, I started sending out resumes I sent one to DCC. The person that was running the program that had just started here at the time uh, was in his 60s, and he really didn't want to be doing that. He went into the academic dean at the time and said, I'm not going to do this job anymore, and here's the person that's going to replace me. And he put my resume in front of the academic dean. (laughs) And I don't know that DCC looked at anyone else. I mean, literally like a month and a half later, I was hired and I was moving down here. And so I was called to it. And regardless of all the other things that need to happen in academics, the online program is where my heart is. How did your passion end up in online education? Well, it started with a real passion for education. My wife is a public school teacher, 
and I loved education in all the church ministries I was a part of, and that's actually why I took the master's degree in educational technology, which was just one more beautiful thing because whereas I didn't get an engineering degree, my my calling now has to do with Jesus and technology, and so he brought it all together for me. It's just it's fantastic. So we're bumping up on 20 years of this. Yes. Actually, it's been 20 years. What's changed in 20 years in online education? Um, technology is obviously the, the easy answer to that question. And, you know, most anyone can see that, you know, we went from a 1200 baud phone modem in 2001 to gigabit speeds in, on the Internet. And that's allowed us to do all the multimedia things, all the the work that allows us to communicate very quickly and easily. But I think the more important thing that's changed is the attitude about distance education. Um, Both the government, schools, employers, everyone feels much more positive about the fact that distance education is very effective education. And it makes it so people who couldn't otherwise get a degree can do it while they're working and and come out way ahead because they were able to do it online and that degree is respected. And that's the most important difference, I think, that's happened in 20 years. Yeah, I, I would agree. 15, 20 years ago, it's what in the world is that to now it's, you know, I mean, corporations, as all the places you've mentioned – training and education it's it's online it's it's kind of like a salad bar to restaurant you know what do you mean there's no salad bar what right (laughs) where where would we go right so what makes your leadership and what you have injected into the program distinct Uh, uh, where is your personality showed up in the program over the years um, well, that move to try to always be uh, assimilating new technology into the program is a part of my passion. You know, the fun part of my, my work day is when I'm spending time researching new technologies and considering how can these be used to improve our online program. Sometimes they can't, but uh, I, that's the part that I, I just love and I – so that – like I said, the technology part of my early life has come back, and it just makes it really fun to be able to bring that to, to life. Good. So one of the other important things for me early on, when I was in an online program for that master's degree, which was another interesting thing, in 2001 I was finishing an online graduate degree. Um, what I noticed was that we used different technologies from different parts of the internet. And so the week was figuring out all the different things you had to do going to different places. And now we have learning management systems that put it all in one place. But for me, the most important thing was to get the technology out of the way. And so what we do when we build our courses is we make them so that the week is just laid out for a student. They don't have to go different places looking for things. They 
open that week and they see the first thing to do, the second thing to do, the third thing to do. But in a, and along with that, a very important piece is that we try to create a very consistent look and feel on our course sites. And by doing that, the student can focus on the work of learning and not just trying to figure out how to do this education online. Yeah, that is very helpful when you log into a course site and then another course site in another class is different. It can easily become a maze, and, and I have been blessed and appreciative of the seamless transition from one course to another. I know what to look for as the professor. Students know what to look for. And when something has been missing or something's out of place, students let us know, and it's like, oh, I missed that. Sorry about that. Here you go. Because they're expecting it. They're, they're now used to how this, quote-unquote, should work, right. and, and it helps them to learn better. I know as a professor, having taught in both the traditional and the online format, one of the things I've most appreciated is how much of what we were doing solely online in 2010, 11, 12, began to migrate into our traditional programs so that, say, our, our Moodle platform, other things, we are actually using those in the traditional format as well for submission of assignments. I use it in all of my classes now. And then, obviously, in 2020, when the world changed overnight, it really was a flip of the switch. And Dallas Christian College was able to just, you know, pivot real quickly to an online format, hybrid format, whatever you want to call it. And we really, we didn't have to shut down at all for our education purposes. Yep. Our instructors were trained. The technology was already there and we just moved through the pandemic. It was, it really did go very smoothly for DCC and our students. Yes. And, and this is back to the theme that I've appreciated about you is it seems like you're always a couple steps ahead with technology. It was interesting watching churches schools, organizations kind of navigate that situation and, and okay, what what is Zoom again? We, we didn't miss a beat. It, yep. it, it was it truly was seamless, as you yeah. mentioned. As, as, as an interesting note on Zoom, we were so early in adopting Zoom that the company treats us as grandfathered in for the lowest price they've ever offered because we were like the fifth or sixth group that joined zoom mm. well i wish you would have given a heads up to buy stock 10 years ago, <laughs> <Bruce>. <laughs> me too <laughs> so if there's a student sitting out there in somewhere in kansas saying i just i, I think i want to be in a traditional classroom maybe the online what what would you say to them to invite them in and say no give it a try and why well first of all there are some students that simply learn better online, and there are some students that in-person works better. And we, don't, and we don't want to force someone into a situation that isn't best for their learning. But our reality today is that with full-time jobs and with colleges an hour or two or three hours away, we're in a situation where the only way to get an education is online. But that's why we do everything we can do to reduce that personal distance and to create as personal of an experience as possible is it helps those students that are used to a, a regular classroom 
to adapt and and actually learn effectively in that setting. So I would invite them to give it a try. And we have an orientation class that helps them with that. It walks them through anything that's difficult for them and gets them ready then to go into the program. And I would just invite them to give it a try because it really is so much better now than the almost correspondence-like school that it was back in 1998. (laughs) Yes, yes, much different. One last question from me, and then I'll turn it back over to Scott. So it sounds like the school you went to in 2001, they were really on the front end of online education. Is that is that accurate, or were they just everywhere and I didn't notice it? No, it, that's accurate. Um, it was in South Dakota. And in South Dakota, there's a big distance between everything. <laughs> to get 10 people together, you got to bring people you know, in from out, out the outskirts. Um, and so Dakota's, Dakota, South Dakota was working seriously with distance education for their public education. The program that I got into was actually designed for their public, edu- public school teachers. And I talked to the superintendent in our, in our county and I said, listen, this, this grant that funds this, can it fund me too? He said, you know, if there's room in the program, you can do it. And so I started this program and I won't I won't say how little I paid for a master's degree because South Dakota was just on the edge because they needed it. That is very fascinating. Thank you for sharing that and what is abundantly evident is your passion for this that has really transformed the school here for sure and and led many many of our other schools. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, for those of you listening, obviously you're not able to uh, to know where we are recording. But when uh, Dr. Sanders was talking with Bruce, you know about this idea of assimilating new technologies, and you're always on the forefront of things. Uh, both Bruce Long and Bruce Dykus. Bruce Dykus is the uh, producer and audio engineer for our podcast. They're in the same hall now, and and we we, we joke about it as Bruce Hall. But after today's discussion, <laughs> I'm going to call it the Geek Squad Hall because uh, if there's ever a need, if I ever have a technology question, I just need to come down here, and either Bruce Long or Bruce Dykus can usually answer that. Uh, and yeah, it really has been a game changer for Dallas Christian College. So thanks for sharing that. You know, if you've uh, uh, been intrigued by what you've heard today and you want to learn more about Dallas Christian College and its online uh, program, its distance education program, you can check out our website at www.dallas.edu. And there you have an option of either looking at our traditional program or our online program. And we encourage you to do that. Uh, In addition, uh, you can find this podcast, you can share it on many different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Podfriend. But we are thankful that you have chosen today to uh, join us and to listen to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast, focusing on our calling and interview with Mr. Bruce Long. Take care, have a great week, and we'll catch you next time.